You're listening to Listen More with Paige Crystal Wilcox. This is a podcast where I listen to people from around the world speak about what they would like to see less and more of in characters like themselves in media. Something that's important for this podcast is to allow each guest to introduce themselves in the way that they see fit. So could you please introduce yourself and let the audience know a little bit about what you will be focusing on? in this episode. Thank you, Paige, for having me. So my name is Munya, Munya Aram. I'm based in Paris, but I'm originally from Morocco. I was born in Casablanca and I I spent all my life in France. And uh, I launched my own company in 2019 that is focusing on bringing African animation to the rest of the world. So my uh, experience is 19 years in the animation industry. So I started my career in Japanese animation. So now I change continents because I feel like we are lacking stories from Africa and we need to see more African content, more African characters as the continent is huge, 54 countries, more than 1 billion people. And we have so many stories to tell and the talents are there. I want them to see the light. And what I want to bring with my own company is my expertise in this field and also my network. So I want to open doors to them. I have a huge network of trustful partners all around the world from broadcasters to producers and I want to do like a kind of matchmaking between the talents in Africa and the broadcasters and producers outside Africa and uh, I'm very ambitious (laughs) I I know it's not a bad word (laughs) you can be a woman and be ambitious and the next step is to open my studio my animation studio in Morocco to be on the ground to be in Africa and the studio will be working on African projects and also we will be working with a studios outside Africa if they would need some works to be done in our studio so it's the plan is to open it this year so I'm, I'm traveling all the way to Morocco uh, at the end of the month of February so I'm really excited of about everything that is happening right now and uh, yeah I'm happy to discuss with you Paige. It's so exciting to hear about what you're doing. Before we started recording I was saying how so many people really want to change something about the world and make some sort of improvement, but they don't know how to do it. And even less people manage to make it a part of their everyday life. So it's very exciting to hear from someone like you who is really doing that and in a very global way. As a big fan of animation, when you mentioned African animation, for me personally, nothing came to mind. Is there any animation out there already or is it just difficult to find or is it just not there yet? In France, we have one popular uh, African animation that is Kirikou and actually the director is French. So, <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, Kiriko is really nice because you see um, a character from Africa in Africa. But for me, it it represents all the cliche <laughs> that I want to uh, I want to get rid of. I want to I want to show Africa as it is right now, and uh, I don't, I want people to see that Africa is living in a contemporary world, not only in uh, in the jungle <laughs> with the animals. I, I want to see Africa with the kids playing video games, having uh, their smartphones and having the same issues as 
all the kids all over the world. And uh, yeah, this is the one that is really famous and popular in France. But we are expecting some African animation coming from South Africa, mostly. And we have a big studio in South Africa called uh, Triggerfish. And they signed a big deal with Netflix. And uh, we also have some animation coming from Nigeria with Disney and uh, Amazon. And you will expect to see more and more African content in the future. And I'm really excited about that. As I told in my introduction, Africa is huge, but at the moment, it's not all the the countries that are represented. So we need to have more and more content from different countries in Africa. It's funny enough that uh, we speak about African animation instead of speaking about uh, one specific country in Africa. Uh, when we speak about animation in Europe, we speak about French animation. We don't speak about European animation. So now we need to pay attention to the fact that in each country, we have a different culture. It's super exciting for me to, to be working with all these countries in Africa like for me I always say it's a playground <laughs> because I am never tired of uh, seeing all these projects all these different stories the the way they tell it the characters that are so different and yeah they don't have the same issues in in, in each country so I, I can't wait to have more and more countries represented from Africa. I have quite a few times in my life heard people refer to Africa as a country I wonder if you've had that experience and whether you think that is because of the way that the continent of Africa has been represented. People don't know otherwise because they have this very generic idea of what Africa is overall. Do you think that's connected? Yeah, it is connected. And I, I think there's a problem of information and uh, communication. You know, even some people are asking me, why are you talking about Africa? You're not from Africa. Uh, I guess Morocco is not in Europe. <laughs> I mean, Morocco is, is in North Africa. But there's um, a problem of communication and knowledge uh, about the, the continent. And uh, I agree with you. Most of the time, the people think as Africa is a, co a country when it's a continent, as I said, 44 54 countries that's a lot and and most of the time they go straight to south africa that has uh, i mean i'm speaking about my uh, field uh, because they have the biggest studios but it's not africa is not only south africa it's also nigeria kenya i mean all the countries and there's a problem of uh, in my opinion of representation uh, in the media uh, especially in the news when we speak about africa we speak about the pandemic that they have in the in the continent uh, the um, the problem of wars and and it's not only that it's not only that we also have uh, creative people we also have people who want to tell their stories we also have some small studios the problem that we are facing in Africa it's the problem of infrastructure and uh, most of the time there's a bad uh, internet connection even the um, electricity is not you know really um, uh, stable and uh, there's this problem it's for sure but People are there. I mean, creatives are there and we need to to represent them and to make people aware that uh, Africa is different countries, not only one country. It's not only a big country. <laughs> it would be interesting even if there was just one story from each mm. of those countries. That's more than 50 unique stories that we could get for, yeah. from Africa that I'm sure would be fascinating to someone who has lived in a completely different place, like me in Australia. I know Australia is just one country, but we also have all these different areas. And I see a lot of those stories being told. And 
I can appreciate the different parts of Australia that I don't live in because of those stories that I get to see. I would love to see more of the world in that way. You were speaking about cliches that you see, particularly in uh, the French African animation that you were speaking about. Are there some specific cliches that you'd like to share with the audience that you'd really like to be finished? (laughs) Do I need to limit you? (laughs) No, I'm going to limit myself. (laughs) Yeah, the cliche that I was mentioning, I mean, the, the the animation I was mentioning was a huge success and is still a huge success and the director is really famous. But in my opinion, it's a big cliche of Africa. It's, I don't want it to be represented only by this point of view. I mean, of course, we do have some uh, tribes, we do have some jungles, we do have some animals, but we also have big buildings, big uh, companies, and we we make money. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's show a different side of Africa. That's what I I want to say. And in terms of cliche, if you, if I may uh, speak about myself, about my own experience, I've been a victim of cliches in my exp- in my work experience before I launched my company. You know, I started my my career in two thousand and three in San Francisco. So I, I I had this opportunity to have an internship in San Francisco for a Japanese animation company, and I stayed almost a year there. And when I came back with this experience. I was, you know, eager to to start my career in Paris. Um, and when um, when you work in the distribution field, you you have a specific specific region you handle. And I, I was, you know, very optimistic and very uh, hopeful that I, will, I was going to handle the Americas region, you know, North America and Latin America, coming back from uh, the US. But then when I I started in a French company. They, they told me that I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna handle the um, Middle East region, and uh, <laughs> I was like, "Why? Because you understand them? Why? <laughs> I don't. I uh, yeah, I speak Arabic, but I don't speak the same Arabic because in Morocco we don't speak the same Arabic than in Middle East. And uh, and when I I was in this company, I never went to Middle East before. So I never stepped a foot in Middle East. And the guy, he told me, yeah, yeah, you know them. So you go to Qatar and you go and meet with the broadcasters and say, okay. But, you know, I managed to meet the people to make some deals because not because I'm, I'm close to them, as they say in the cliche, but because I'm a, a good salesperson. <laughs> so anybody can do it. I mean, if you're a good a good communicator and if you are you know how to pitch a content and you are very close to the people you meet and it's not a matter of coming from a Morocco. <laughs> but this is a big cliche that I faced and I you know, so I didn't handle the Americas but I afterwards I handled Middle East and Africa. But uh, yeah, and then you know, it's one of the clichés that um that you can face in the in your career yeah <laughs> but for me and now I, I i laugh when i speak about this because i've two words you know I, I i've been traveling a lot to middle east and i discovered the regions and i've built a strong network over there so i decided to you know to use that as a strength um, and to change the the fact that i was upset of being a victim of a cliche then using that and, and, and said okay i don't know the region so let's get and let's get there and know the people and yeah this is what i did and it's good <laughs> i'm sorry that you had that experience but i'm really glad to hear that you managed to turn it around and in some way take advantage of of that situation 
situation. And it's very interesting to hear the distinction between you as a communicator who you can get to know your audience versus that assumption that you know them just because of a language that you speak, for example. I wouldn't expect anybody in the world who speaks English to automatically understand any of my cultural differences. So it is ridiculous for me to think about any language and just say, oh yeah, everybody who speaks that language must speak the same culture because those are two different things. Yes, they can be very connected, but they can also exist very separately. For me, it's uh, ignorance and uh, cliche. Uh, yeah, And um, I feel like uh, I know I know better than them, than the people that I assume that I, I'm familiar with the region. But then, uh, you know, I, I, I'm lucky enough that I've been traveling a lot in my career, in my life. Uh, born in Morocco, grew up in France, and uh, I grew up in a city where it was very uh, diverse. All the, all the neighbors were from different countries and from Africa to Asia. And uh, I never make any assumption and never go into shortcuts in terms of people and cliches and I don't like that, and uh, yeah, I feel I feel bad for the people who assume that, and <laughs> I feel bad for them. Yeah, they could know better. One of the reasons that comes about is when there aren't many stories. If there's only one story being told, and people don't know anything else, they just make those assumptions. Even if those cliches were still there, if there are a lot of other stories showing different things, do you think you would still have the same experience? No, I'm. Uh, I believe that we can change the the state of mind, and uh, we can uh, actually working in the animation industry. For me, it's we have a lot of responsi- responsibilities towards the kids because we are responsible of what we are showing them. The fact that they can relate to some characters, and if we sh- we keep on showing them the same kind of characters, it's it's not good. And we need to open the mind because these kids they will be the future adults, and uh, if you want to have uh, people who are open-minded and who know better other cultures and they are that they are other cultures and other countries in the world you have to start very at the very young age and and as i told you earlier before we start the recording we can send a lot of messages through animation and uh, and in a nice way i mean in a very entertaining way and the kids, they can uh, ident- identify themselves as a black superhero. As we can see in, right now with Black Panther, the, the things are moving uh, and it's great. And uh, I'm really uh, impressed. And also, uh, I feel that we still have a lot of work to do. We still have a lot of work to do. And I keep saying, <laughs> I say that a lot in different panels and that um, I'm always impressed by a kid, a toddler who's four years old and who who can come to me and he can give me all the the different um, species of dinosaurs. I'm impressed. He's four years old. He's only speaking and he's, he he knows everything. I'm like, wow, he's a specialist, but I would be really impressed if that kid, that four-year-old kid kid can, can show me in the map where Nigeria is. So 
hmm, let's bring some African stories and then they can discover that, oh, this kid is from Nigeria. And they can ask their parents, where is Nigeria? Can you show me in the map? And then, yeah, and this is what I want to do. This is what I want to change towards the kids right now. I, I want to bring them more diverse content. Content We have content coming from Japan. We can have content coming from Nigeria, from Morocco, from South Africa, from Kenya. And it's so beautiful to try, to be able to travel from your couch. <laughs> and then it gives you more ideas of where you can go in your, in the future. And especially now, now with the pandemic that we are most of the time stuck at home and on lockdown or, I mean, animation can make you travel, can you make you dream. And uh, what about traveling to countries in Africa? My recent travel has been with my partner in Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, that's a way to travel. <laughs> Unfortunately, you just see the countryside. You don't get any of the culture or anything like that. It's very different to to experiencing the stories and really getting that that more personal connection. Are there any specific animated shows apart from the one that you mentioned that you think people should look out for or some specific stories that people should try to tell or promote? I don't have a specific uh, example, but uh, we can tell our traditional stories i mean in different countries in africa we have some you know we are we have a strong storytelling culture and uh, these stories can be uh, you know in animation and I, I would love to see that because these traditions can be super interesting and uh, full of uh, lessons that we can learn because you know when i when i grew up when i was young when i was you know every summer i was going to morocco vacation and my grandmother was always telling us stories and you we were all sitting around with my cousins you know uh, listening to her and every story has had a lesson at the end so yeah okay (laughs) but it was fun and sometimes it was scary sometimes it was fun and um, I I keep remembering the way she was telling the story but I but I don't remember exactly what what were the stories and it's it's a pity now because uh, I wanna I wanna remember those stories. So if we can put those stories into books, into animation, or into live action series, I I don't know. But we need to preserve our culture. We we have the way to do that, and animation can can be a good way. It can be a good way. And I was mentioning earlier uh, to to get rid of the cliches, but keeping our tradition in animation. And also have some animation that shows uh, Africa nowadays. So this is the kind of animation that I want to see. I don't know whether we have time for it, but do you have anything to to add about video games? Yeah, I grew up with video games, you know, with my um, younger brother. He's three years younger than me and we were playing video games all the time. And, you know, our hobbies were animation and video games and uh, still now i mean i don't have a lot of time to play video games but i'm really interesting interested in video games especially now they are they improved so much in terms of quality and stories and also we have um, a lot of um, video game studios in africa there are some african uh, superheroes in video games that we are expecting to see and uh, and yeah like uh, 
those two animation and video games are so linked again we can say a lot of things through through video games and we can travel we can uh, discover different characters and superheroes that are different than the one we usually see and um, yeah and uh, I saw some video games in Africa that are happening. I mean, the setting is in Africa, so it's totally different. And uh, you, there are a big fan base in um, in different countries in Africa. They are uh, having some esports competition. So there are a lot. And uh, yeah, that's uh, a, um, an industry we need to explore and uh, to keep in mind because uh, video games in Africa is booming. You should hear from them. <laughs> As we get towards the end of the episode, I'm wondering if there's any advice that you have, sort of final advice for people who are creating animation or video games where they really would like to include perhaps some African stories, but they don't know where to start. Maybe what's the first thing that they should do? I mean, if we are speaking about people in Africa, they have the stories, they know. But if you're coming from another country and you want to tell some African stories, you definitely need to work with uh, some writers in Africa and uh, directors in Africa. They they have oh, so many stories they can tell. And uh, yeah, collaboration is, is the key and let's work together because... <laughs> There's one thing that I would like to mention is that we, I mean, I mentioned that earlier, the infrastructure, but also the fact that most of the people over there are self-taught. So sometimes it's not enough. So education is the key. We need some training programs. We need, uh, and we need the collaboration in order to grow and to learn from the others that are, that have more expertise in the industry that are professional. And uh, yeah, let's stop. Uh, having that as a hobby in Africa, but as an industry that, that will grow in the future. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it all goes. I think we're in for some fantastic change over the next 10 years. Well, thank you yeah. very much for your time and for sharing your expertise and your perspective with us today. Thank you so much, Paige, for, for having me. It's, it was a pleasure. You've been listening to Listen More with Paige Crystal Wilcox. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on this podcast, head to my website, pagecrystalwilcox.com. And don't forget to subscribe and share.